the Southside's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So Jake Bentley chased and dropped the 15-yard line. Roquan, the chef, Smith. <laughs> Roquan Smith, he's the highlight show of this defense. In the ring, steve got him up. A slam. But Blair, he's got one, two. He got it, he got it. And there it goes. Abreu massacres this ball to left center field. The Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. This portion of Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood is brought to you by U.S. Volleyball. The biggest event in men's volleyball is coming to Chicago. The U.S. men's national volleyball team will compete for gold in the Volleyball Nations League finals against Poland, Russia, France, Iran, and Brazil. July 10th through the 14th at the Credit Union One Arena, which is at UIC. Watch the highest level of men's volleyball in the world and see Olympic bronze medalist and Loyola Rambler Thomas Jaszewski, as well as Loyola Rambler Jeff Jerendrick. Uh, compete for Team USA. The United States is looking to capture their first VNL title on U.S. soil. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. It's Ticketmaster.com for USA Volleyball. Welcome in. It is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com, TweetJHood, as well as on Snapchat, SnapJHood. You follow me on Snapchat, I will follow you back, guaranteed. So... The breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski, who covers the NBA for ESPN. The Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. First-round picks in 2024 and 2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. Also, along with this, Woj says he left out the Thunder's Jeremy Grant deal with Denver. Oklahoma City has acquired eight first-round picks since draft night 2020. Denver, Miami, Clippers, Miami again, Clippers, Houston, and the Clippers in Houston. So the Thunder has a plethora of first-round picks. Again, another seismic shift in the NBA world here in this free agency as we turn to Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN.com. He joins me, Jonathan Hood, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Hello, my friend. Hello, my man. How you doing? Oh, you know how I'm doing. This has just been the most incredible <laughs> offseason that you and I have ever dealt with, that anyone's ever dealt with in the NBA. We knew the other shoe was going to drop with Russell Westbrook. We just didn't know where. Now it's Houston. What was your initial reaction? Never say any contract is bad enough to, to not be traded because that Chris Paul deal is horrendous, Hoodie, and the Westbrook deal is horrendous. <laughs> so they found each other. In so many ways, it makes a lot of sense. It's just when you start reading through the, that Woj report, you go, oh, man, like 
Oklahoma City got what back with all the picks and the swaps? Like Chris Paul as a teammate and as a productive player in the league, those days, as a good teammate at least, those days are gone. He's just a guy with a gigantic deal. And I don't like the Westbrook deal either. I don't think he's as productive. Uh, I mean, it's it's nowhere close than than what that deal says he should be, Hoodie. But I'll take Westbrook over Chris Paul. I mean, I spent that, that last series uh, when the Warriors beat the Rockets uh, a couple months ago watching Chris Paul flop all over the floor, uh, even worse than usual. So his days are are gone as a, a really good player in the league. I'm not sure how much Westbrook has left, uh, but if you're Houston and you're trying to weigh, trying to find some way to make some move that gets you a little bit better, I guess you roll the dice uh, in this situation. But never say that a deal is bad enough to, to not be moved. That was my big takeaway when I when I read about what had just gone down. For those that do not know about Russell Westbrook, again, at 30 years old, 11 years in the league, his contract situation, and in, in, Nick, I think you can back me on this, in 2019-2020, it's $38 million. It goes from $38 million to $41.3 to $44.2, and then that big load, $47 million in the 2020-23 deal. He becomes the UFA, an unrestricted free agent in 2023, but it goes from 38 to 41 to 44 to $47 million. Uh, a huge deal, and now that's the Rockets. <laughs> so, all right, so, so, okay, so there's a number of things that we need to talk about here. First... I will, I'll say this, that we know that the book has closed on the Thunder. And I think it's, uh, as I told Antonio Daniels earlier, it's a great 30 for 30. What that team was, that star power that they had, and now that book is closed. So how do you look, how do you look at Russell Westbrook? How do you think of Russell Westbrook in the Thunder era? You, you look at Westbrook, he is one of the most exciting players the league has ever seen when he was healthy and he was right. He was getting to the rim with a ferocity I don't think anybody had ever seen before. The only person I can compare him to in my time in the league is Derrick Rose. And that was the comparison all those years back when you'd go, okay, who does Derrick remind you of? Uh, and who does Derrick play like? The people uh, around the league would always say Russ because they would attack the rim. And obviously for Derrick, this is pre-knee injuries. But Russ just had no fear. That's what I always appreciated watching him. Uh, as far as the Thunder, though, they had all that talent and they never won once. It, it is kind of sad for a fan base that adores that team, that has watched that team grow, and certainly in regard to Russ, watch him develop over time, just like uh, they did with KD and Harden and Ibaka. But they never won. And from a personal standpoint, I watched something very similar with the Orlando Magic, although the Thunder had even more of a, a stretch and even more runway than the Magic did with Shaq and Penny back in the, the mid-'90s. In the end, you are judged by how many titles that you earn. The Thunder never won. And, yeah, okay, Sam Presti has a bunch of draft picks. Great. They're trying to redo the franchise, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Chris Paul in that contract. But they never won. They never had the pieces they needed. Uh, and I go back to, forget the finals against Miami, Hoodie. It's that series against Golden State. You had the lead. You had the game at home to close it. And Klay Thompson went nuts. 
and he dominated, and that was it. Uh, and when you look back over time, that was really it because of then, of course, KD leaves. But uh, if you're a Thunder fan, not only do you have to be sad, but it's the realization that now you are back on the bottom like pretty much everybody else, and you got a treasure trove of picks. Okay, that'll get you something. But you were really close, and with the core that you had all along, you should have found a way to at least win one title. They never did, and I think that will ultimately be the biggest takeaway of that group. Nick Friedel covers the NBA for ESPN. He joins me, Jonathan Hood, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So, Nick, we look at the Houston Rockets now with Chris Paul being moved. There was a disconnect, was it not, between um, Paul and uh, James Harden. We saw those stories on ESPN thinking... Yeah, and, I, and, I, and the thing is, I don't know how to phrase their relationship because on one side it was, well, it's it just a competitive fire. They just well, both want to win. And the other side of it was, well, they had an issue because of who's going to get the ball and philosophy and all that. So something had to be done. So uh, Paul no longer being with the Rockets, did that surprise you? No, no, because Hoodie, his reputation around the league, especially in the last couple of years as his talent has fallen off with age, is that of being a jerk, <laughs> really? <laughs> and when you know that, and it was it was that Tim McMahon story. I know our old friend uh, Vinny Goodwill also had a story uh, in that same stretch, just about the the issues behind the scenes in Houston. When you start seeing those stories pop out, uh, you realize that where there's smoke, there's fire. And if things were so good and everybody was on the same page and feeling great, those stories don't appear. That's not something that, that happens. But Chris Paul, his, his contract couldn't meet his talent anymore and his attitude and desire to be the guy nobody wanted to deal with. Because when you're playing like that and you can't contribute it the same way and you still want to hear your, have your voice heard, these are the problems that you run into. So, uh, you know, at, at what point all the people that were like, oh, you know, Chris Paul, he still can produce, he can do this and that. Look at this deal. <laughs> Look what they had to give up to, to get him in that contract out of there. Uh, and, and Russ is not the easiest guy to get along with and, and roll with, but obviously he's got a better reputation around the league than Chris Paul does. I mean, I think it's time for Chris Paul to look in the mirror. Uh, and try to change things up because I, I, I personally, I don't think he stays in OKC. That is a rebuilding situation. If there ever was one, they do have some nice pieces. I like Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, and you have uh, Stephen Adams. You know Gallinari. Okay, fine, but you don't have anywhere close to a team that can contend. You've gutted your team uh, of of solid pieces. So if I'm a team. I am not going near Chris Paul on top of the contract just because I don't know at this point of his career if he can change that mindset, Hoodie. He's a Hall of Fame player. Uh, He is one of the best point guards we've seen in a long, long time, but he can't produce the same way. And we started to see it with Carmelo uh, as a parallel. He didn't want to accept, you know what, I'm just not the same. I'm taking a bench roll. This is what I have to do to stay in the league. He doesn't want to do it because if he did, he'd be in the league. He's not. Uh, and I don't, I don't think Chris Paul is to the point where he's going to fall out of the league. He's just to a point where he is not close to being uh, the main main guy or one of the main guys on a on a talented squad in in the NBA. Well, you know one thing for sure is that when the season starts, Chris Paul will not be with the Thunder. That's not happening. 
You, right. you have a brood. Right. You have a brooding, uh, aging veteran on a team that is stripped down. That's not going to happen. So now we got to think of the best fits. Now, if I'm a team, I'll start with the East because the gl- the big glaring red light is in the West, <laughs> especially right. where you are right now. But I'm going to wait on that. So look at the East. Now, you're right. There is some diminishing skills there from, from Chris Paul, but he can still play the game, though. You can still utilize a veteran that's been there and done that before, Nick. So look at the East. Philly, uh, Milwaukee, because it's got to be one of those top teams in the East. I, I think I'm picking up the phone despite the numbers. Because here's what we know for sure in the NBA. If we didn't know it before, we know it now. Everybody's a free agent. Even if you're under contract. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what do you think of the East? What do you think is a good fit as we look at the Oof. East? Man, I, buddy, I, I don't know the salary uh, cap ramifications. Uh, oh, that doesn't, that, doesn't, well, that doesn't matter anymore. Well, but you gotta you got to find a way to park that car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a, a hell of a deal to, to massage into whatever situation that you are in. Uh, you know the East, the 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 team that it it would seem to make sense for. Uh, I man, I guess like uh, everybody wanted Russ to be in Miami. What about Paul in Miami? Sure. Uh, uh, you know, as far as Philly and Boston, they're really the top two teams on paper. Uh, Boston has Eric Bledsoe. I mean, I'm not an Eric Bledsoe fan. Uh, but I'll take Eric Bledsoe over Chris Paul at the moment, mm-hmm. and Philly is giving Ben Simmons max money uh, to run that show. So I, I know we, I know we're trying to go conference to conference, but I'll just tell you right now, I think the team that would make the most sense as far as the way they are structured and who else is on the roster, if we're just picking teams out of uh, out of the bag here, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. It's the big market. Uh, it's a chance to contend for a title. Uh, he he has a long-standing relationship with LeBron. He goes into a situation where LeBron is very clearly the guy alongside Anthony Davis. Uh, but again, how does the money work? How does it happen? The, the Lakers have they just re-signed Rondo. I mean, they've got a lot of strong, uh, powerful. Uh, respected guys in that room, especially at the back end of the roster now, uh, that they didn't have last season. But I would think that would make sense uh, in, as far as what they, what else they've done this summer. I just don't know how in the world any team, knowing what Paul has left on that deal, is going to be like, yeah, sign me up, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's for those, and again, we're looking at this deal here uh, with Chris Paul. Thirty-five million, thirty-five point six in eighteen, nineteen, in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, thirty-eight five. Then it goes to forty-one three, and then forty-four point two million dollars in the twenty-one twenty-two deal. Oh, and they then becomes. Oh, I, mean, I mean, but at the time, oh. at the time of the deal, we said, why would you sign yes. someone that's 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 in his thirty in the twilight of his career? Dream it, my friend. I mean, come on, just why would you do that? And see, this is, and also we got to go talk about this. There's just so much conjecture in our NBA stratosphere, in our NBA family, where you're already trying to exalt guys that are geniuses. Oh, you know, the Rockets, they're just so smart. They're just ahead of everybody else. Layups and threes. You just, you know, that's what you're looking for. Chris Paul can be that guy, and we need Chris Paul so much. He was just, if Chris Paul's healthy, we win the championship. So we got to pay through the nose for an aging veteran. 
You don't know that. You don't know that. That doesn't mean that you had to pay. Like, nobody, you bid against yourself. Nobody was going to pay him that deal. Nobody. Nobody was going to pay him that deal. $44.2 million in 2021, 22. That shows oh. the desperation oh. of the Larry O'Brien trophy that you do whatever it took to be able to, even overpaying a guy who's 34, that kind of money. It's amazing. It is also why everybody needs to to take a deep breath on uh, and it's it's like any time Daryl Morey makes a deal. Oh man, what do they know that we don't know? Sam Presley. Oh, he's got all these these draft picks. Oh my gosh. Well, guess what else he had? He had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Serge Ibaka in their prime, <laughs> and, and that didn't work. Somehow uh, that didn't work. So I, the the contracts and the amount of money in the league they're astronomical hoodie. But it's another reminder of this. If you sign star players to max deals and they do not produce at the same star level, nothing will get you in trouble faster. Nothing. And that should be the the takeaway always with both of these deals, because both of these guys, over time, they're both going to go to the Hall of Fame, but you're paying on the end of a deal guys that are not close to that level of production. And if you're Houston... To get rid of uh, Paul's contract, you're adding in all these sweeteners. I, I mean, it, it's just it is so crucial. I'd say it's 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 the biggest thing going right now in the NBA. If you sign massive contracts, if you sign stars, and they don't perform like stars, you are totally screwed. You have no chance uh, to do what you want to do, and that's what Houston ran into. That's why Paul's gone. Now Houston has to be praying that Westbrook can can fire up the engine one more time and and get them, uh, meaning Harden and uh, the rest of that solid core that they have, over the hump in the West, although I think it's going to be tough because of the other teams that have been put together. Uh, but that, it's just a, it's another, it should be a siren to the league, Hoodie. You sign these deals, or you have this wink-wink agreement with Chris Paul, all right, if we deal for you, we'll, we'll get you that max contract. Don't do that. It's not worth it because it screws you up so bad in the future uh, that you just don't have a chance. So I, I, I don't like the deal on the whole. I don't think either player at this point is going to have this kind of uh, huge impact, but especially with Paul. Signing him to that extension was just – it was terrible. Uh, it was really, really bad, and they're paying for it big time now. If you're joining us, just joining us, it's Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that the Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. First round picks in 2024 and 2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025, according to league sources. We have got to be able to get on this bandwagon of stop trying to anoint quote unquote basketball geniuses, Maury, Presti, Danny Ainge. Let's just stop doing it, man. Let's just, can we just watch the games and see how organizations are built before we are crowning these NBA geniuses? I mean, Daryl Maury, for all the NBA circles and the NBA landscape, uh, Nick, it's uh, you know he oh he's just he's 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 an innovator. He's changed the game. Well, what have you really changed here? What have you really changed right. here? You you tra- you ex- exchange bad contracts. Okay, so now you're trying to def- de- trying to determine from a basketball standpoint how does Harden and Westbrook work? Uh, the, um, the first thing we hear is well they're friends. 
Yeah, so was Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They're friends, too. How'd that work out? You got to figure out who's going to be off the ball and who's going to be, because it's about shots. It's all it is about Houston is about shots. It's always been about that hoodie. And on top of this, you better win next year (laughs) because Russell Westbrook was, he, he just wasn't very good at times last season, especially in the playoffs. He didn't shoot it well. He's not, these guys aren't getting better later on in these deals. <laughs> like, I cannot stress enough. Anybody who watched that Warriors Rocket series, Chris Paul just looked like a shell of the player that we had uh, grown to enjoy watching over time. That's why he's gone. That's why they couldn't take it anymore. Russell Westbrook just does not look the same way. Uh, you know, and I'd also add this we're, we're talking about GMs that get a lot of praise. Uh, and have made moves in the past that have been well-liked by the masses, I'd take it back to Chicago uh, because you and I know the organization so well. Remember all those years, Gar was like, oh, all these teams, they're overspending. (laughs) They're all overspending. We're going to have cap space uh, while they make all these bad deals, and we're going to come out ahead of everybody else because we are, are... are being prudent right now, but we'll, we'll land the, the bigger guys later on. Well, tell me how that worked out. You signed Dwayne Wade and Jabari uh, the one year, and, and Rondo, that didn't work. And then you signed Felicio to another terrible extension, speaking of bad extensions. Uh, and now you have Otto Porter, uh, Sadoransky, and Thad Young. And there's your cap space. I mean, for, and, and Zach Levine at $20 million, uh, a year almost. So... Uh, you know, it's it's just, it's always, it, you have to focus on what all these different people are saying, the executives, but you can't let, uh, you know, one good move or one bad move, move over time uh, stray you away from what your eyes are seeing. Uh, and it, the reality is Chris Paul isn't close to the player that, that he used to be. Uh, Russell Westbrook isn't close to the player he used to be. And the Bulls, who were supposed to have all this cap space to make all these moves in the future, have signed uh, some guys that are are solid players, but they're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's a star-driven league. You need stars to win. And Houston and OKC, the reason that they came to this marriage for this deal is because uh, these are not stars anymore, but they have star contracts. And you get into that problem, and you're in deep, deep trouble my friend as always i appreciate your time on this breaking news russell westbrook is with the rockets i would ask you where you place them amongst the west but i didn't want you to say they just don't have enough because you (laughs) (laughs) you know me too well to know that's coming baby i'll let you tell the network that i don't i don't want to hear you say it you know golden state's coming next year transitional period but telling you they just don't have enough. <laughs> That's right. That's, hey, it's all clips all the time this year, baby. They stay healthy. <laughs> it's a wrap. All right, brother. Thanks so much for coming on. No, you got it. Talk to you soon. There he is. He's Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN and ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Nick Friedel. So the story is out that Russell Westbrook is now with the Houston Rockets. You think about the Oklahoma City Thunder and think about what could have been. We've talked to Antonio Daniels and Nick about all of those terrific players, that college-like atmosphere at that arena, but yet falls short. Now, again, the NBA championship is not destined for everybody. 
you know, because the NBA at its core is about dynasties. It's about teams that can win multiple championships. And then you're trying to figure out, like, what's the next team that's going to win multiple championships? It's not one and done in the NBA very often. It's about dynasties. But what Russell Westbrook, as polarizing as he is, and he's polarizing in this regard, he's polarizing because it's a split in the conversation on how valuable triple-double is. I think that sometimes you cannot uh, confuse activity with accomplishment. There's, that's for sure. But I think that when you're working hard, when you're trying to put up numbers, when you're trying to win games, it's, it gets misconstrued of, oh, was, is Russ trying to do this for himself? Russell Westbrook is trying to average a triple-double for the last couple of years, yes, but he also wants to win. There's no doubt in my mind. But the thing is, is and I can use Michael Jordan as an example. He's the ultimate example of someone that felt that he can be able to just do what he can do to get his numbers and not, and not really bring everybody else in, meaning not trying to trust everyone because he looked at his teams early before the championship and said, there's no way I can win with these guys. I got to carry this team on my back. Until Michael was able to empower John Paxson and empower Steve Kerr, empower some of the bigs and some of the new players on that roster, that's when the Bulls got better. And, and for Russell Westbrook, who's at age 30, he's, getting, he's got generational wealth. That's great. But shots is not necessarily the ultimate in the NBA. At some point, you've got to make some stops. And Russell Westbrook is great on the offensive end defensively. Again, as, he, as you move along and watch him, He's, uh, he's decent defensively, but not great. Not great. It's almost like, yeah, you're making a lot of shots. You, can, you have an ability to go to the basket, but you got to be an all-around player. you got to be even a smarter player than what he is right now. You want Russell Westbrook on the team, on your favorite team. There's no doubt. But I also you got to think about this. 11 years, a long time with the Thunder. He gave everything, every ounce of sweat. He was the heartbeat of that franchise, and now he's gone to the Houston Rockets. He's gone there because there's no way that he's going to be around for a rebuild. I can't blame him for that. Um, Chris Paul is an aging veteran, and I don't think he has any really quality years left in him. I think he's got a a year maybe uh, as far as good basketball, but you know that he's a good a good enough point guard to help some team, but he's just paid like a rookie. Or, or, or like a, a veteran that's been around for five, seven years instead of how long he's really been around. It's, um, it, it's quite a deal because that really settles it outside of where Chris Paul's going now because he's not going to stay with the Thunder. The, the free agent frenzy, the free agency frenzy has been just amazing in this league. It is amazing. I look at the Houston Rockets now as, again, a contender for the West, not winning the championship, but you know what? It's interesting. Once again, another Western Conference team that's interesting. Where you're, it, you want to see the, dyna- the dynamic of Harden and Westbrook together. What does that look like? It's going to be a lot of shots. It's going to be a lot of shots and a lot of hurt feelings some nights too because these two on the floor together is going to be different, a lot different. But just to hammer home the point, going back to the story that we had earlier where John Paxson is right there on the flagship station pretty much saying that it, you know the Bulls have to be realistic about their current state. They won't be players for Russell Westbrook. We're trying to build this thing given our timeline, and our timeline started two years ago in terms of a rebuild. When you look at the number of changes that we've made the past year with the 15-man roster, I think it's significant. I think we've upgraded our talent level while staying young. 
I think our prospects of being that competitive team are high. He's talking about Wendell Carter, and he's talking about Zach Levine and Laurie Marketing and Kobe White and the progress, and that's the difference right there. That's the difference. The Bulls were never going to be in the sweepstakes of Russell Westbrook. That's why I'm surprised when I'm talking to guys around here while I, while I was away on vacation and I like you tune in and like these long form conversations about Russell Westbrook. It's just, it's yeah, that's the right move. Sure. But once again, it just shows you the difference between teams that's doing whatever they can to get the trophy, anything they can versus the bulls and just staying with their core, building slowly through the draft. It's, it's easy to be able to make deals when you're the big box store and the bulls are the mom and pop shop. It's just very the mom and pop shops got the little five cents candy, and they're losing money, and they're not as popular. But the big box stores they just continue to get bigger, and franchises across the country and around the world. Same thing, you know the good teams, you know the big box stores, the good teams when you see them, versus the five and dime stores like the Chicago Bulls. It's a big big difference. So this is why that story about oh the Bulls could get Westbrook. No, that's a real deal we just heard today. And again, two bad contracts, but it's just like the Houston Rockets do anything they can to win a championship, including getting Russell Westbrook to team with James Harden. That's that's the league today. Anything you can to get Larry O'Brien's trophy. Malika Andrews is next. Jonathan Hood. <laughs> ESPN 1000. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Glad to have you in. Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweet Hood as we turn to Malika Andrews, who covers the NBA like a blanket for ESPN.com. And she joins me, Jonathan Hood, as we talk about the deal coming across from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they have traded Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. First round picks in 2024-2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025, according to league sources. And Malika joins me, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hey, Malika. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, what was your initial reaction to the story? Well, my first reaction was just to the story was to text my dear friend, WOW, in capital letters. But, um, you know, this is something that we we saw coming because after Paul George left the Thunder, it sort of set the wheels in motion to have uh, Russell Westbrook exit. And it was just a matter of where he was going to go. We knew that the Thunder and Sam Presti wanted to do right by their franchise star. We knew they were trying to find uh, a mutually agreeable place to send um, Russell Westbrook because he has done so much for that franchise. This wasn't a, a banishing situation like Kawhi Leonard. They were looking to make it something that he actually wanted to do. And so Houston does check all those boxes, reuniting with uh, a friend and former co-star in, in James Harden. And then, you know, there's been rumblings this summer that it's not always been hunky-dory between Chris Paul and James Harden as of late. And so uh, when you look at all of those things, uh, this makes sense. You know, Miami was in the the chatter for a little bit there, but the, the big question with them is Miami already owns some of the Thunder's future picks. And so 
uh, or excuse me, vice versa. The Thunder already earned some, some of Miami's picks. So what deal could they put together that would be sexy enough to make Miami fight? Uh, and in the end, it just doesn't seem like that's what was, was, was able to, to be agreed upon. Malinko, now we look at uh, Chris Paul. This is an aging veteran that's been around for a long time. He's with the Thunder, and you know that there's going to be another shoe to drop. Just when you think we're done with free agency, there's got to be one more deal. There's no way Chris Paul is going to stay with the Thunder. So I, I think uh, despite how big that salary is, and it's a ton, like you're looking maybe out west, maybe somewhere in California where Chris could play? You know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm not going to speculate and say I absolutely 100% expect something else to happen. I'm sort of in that, you know, Sam Presti doesn't do anything hastily. He is very calculated. He's one of, you know, all of these GMs are very intelligent, but he is one of the uh, more careful, uh, slow-building uh, GMs. Whatever they decide to do with Chris Paul, uh, they're going to be getting back, if they do trade him, uh, a sizable amount. And if not, I think they're going to be looking at, okay, how can we take this new core of Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, and future guys uh, and, and be working with that. But it does seem like Sam Presti is building towards um, the future now at this point, especially with uh, stacking up so many picks between the Paul George trade and now and now this one. Malika, they're the Oklahoma City Clippers. Have you seen? I mean, <laughs> I mean these. I, I have the list in front of me. I mean, and, and I've been making the case that in ten years from now, when you and I are talking about this, it would not surprise me if Oklahoma City ultimately wins this deal. I mean, look at this. Twenty twenty. They they. This is the first round picks. Twenty twenty for their own. The Denver pick for twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one their own and Miami's their own in twenty twenty two. The Clippers pick in twenty twenty two. In 2023, their own and also Miami, their own in 2024 in the Clippers uh, and the Houston, by the way. In 2025, their own uh, also in 2026, their own. The Clippers pick in 2026 and Houston in 2026. I mean, they've got a lot of picks, and it all depends on how you look at the draft. Because look at this past draft. I thought that there was it was top heavy, and then there's a lot of question marks down the line. But th- these picks could could be flipped for something else. I mean, these picks make the uh, the Celtics picks blush. It's a it's an interesting future. There's a lot of scratch off tickets here. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think that you're, we're talking about um, two potentially different things, right? Because yes, I do think in the long haul, this is going to be good for the Oklahoma City Thunder as a franchise. I absolutely agree with you on that. But you have to remember, I don't necessarily think that that means we oftentimes inter- talk in terms of wins and losses, right? Who wins the trade, who loses the trade. And I think that in this specific case, the Houston Rockets have a window. Golden State, as a super team, has been dismantled. The L.A. teams are stacking up, and they've hit a ceiling uh a couple years in a row now with the current team that they have. And so they needed to do something. Um, you know, a lot of people talked about whether that would be ousting Mike D'Antoni or what's going to go on there because the West and the whole NBA is wide open right now. And so really, I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they were uh, taken out in the first round by, by uh, the Portland Trailblazers last year. It wasn't really a great season for them. It sort of seemed like they needed to make a move. But even more so than that, the Houston Rockets were kind of getting left in the dust in a wide-open West right now. And all of a sudden now, the conversation can shift to, wow, okay, maybe they actually do have the star power to be the ones that come out of the West because it's all wide open. And so I think for them and their goals, it was important that they made that 
uh, move now as opposed to plotting for the future, because that's what OKC needed to do. It's their time to start planning for the future. But but the Houston Rockets have a window, and they need to capitalize it, and that's what I think they're trying to do right now. Malika Andrews covers the NBA for ESPN. She joins me, Jonathan Hood, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. You know, Malika, this is... Um I, I think about the Thunder because we have no other choice but to think about what could have been. I've been talking to a number of people uh, tonight about the the Thunder and coming from Seattle, going to Oklahoma City, and then being able to build with almost a cause-like atmosphere. That crowd has been great. And all those stars that came through Oklahoma City to go someplace else, and Russ was the last man standing, and he's traded. And so now that closed the book. I mean, so what? what, was, what are your memories of how the thunder were because now it's all done yeah i mean it's definitely the team that that could have been i think you know some some supersonic fans might have some issue with us just talking about uh the thunder in that chapter because i think they feel that they were uh very much a part of that Mm -hmm. um but you know it's been it's been a, a a really interesting time they've been the we talk a lot about big markets and small markets, and OKC is a small market team. We don't think of it that way because they've always had a superstar, and they've sort of set the mold for a lot of those teams who are trying to um, keep these big-name players that weren't L.A., Golden State, uh, New York, those types of teams. And so it's been really interesting to see the way that, that they have changed the NBA in some ways in that way because – they were one of those first teams that had stars in the um, in the Supermax era choose to stay. And so I think that, you know, Thunder fans are loyal to the soil. I don't think that's going to change. But it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, the Thunder has gone all the way from being, uh, you know, one of those top-tier seeds in the West to a bottom-tier, uh, but still a playoff team in the West. And so it's going to be very interesting to see the way that this shakes up the rest of the league just in terms of, okay, Who's going to be those? Those is, is it going to be you know Denver uh, or or Utah that's taking that next step, or is it going to be one of these new super teams that have built this summer? But it doesn't seem far fetched to think that okay, the Thunder they could be the seven or eight seed, but they were 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 not doing so hot when they had two superstars on that team. So it'll be interesting just to see the way that this reshapes the fabric of the West, especially the bottom. Does it make room for Zion and New Orleans uh, to kind of come in there? What's going to happen with those bottom uh, playoff seeds? Uh, you know, I'm just not going to let you just slip by with your Dame Dollar and Lil Wayne loyal to the soil reference. You know, you didn't. You, didn't get, you know, you try. You think you got that past me, but you didn't. Just so you know. For you, it's just when I come on your show, I gotta drop the loyalty to the soil. Not everyone can handle that. Not everyone can handle that kind of heat. I figured that because I don't remember you saying it on Sports Center. So that's why I, that's why I feel privileged that I got I got a little Dame Dollar from you tonight. That's pretty strong. I like that. Some people date different strokes, different strokes for different folks, different different lines for different hosts, different. We'll come up with one. I'll get it. I'll come up with it. I'll get it. Yeah, you are killing it tonight. <laughs> you are killing it tonight. I just want you to know I'm listening to every word, Malika. So that's, I well, love that. I'm standing here making my, my chicken stir fry and talking to you. So sometimes you just got to let loose a little bit, Jonathan. This is a wild <laughs> night going on over here. <laughs> I'm glad you spent some time because this, uh, this is a wild story uh, with Russell Westbrook no longer being with the Thunder. Now Houston Rockets. Great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. There she is. It's um, Malika Andrews uh, dropping knowledge and, lo- and and bars, apparently, here on Under the Hood. Uh, Mark Shanowski from NBC Sports Chicago on this story now. <laughs> 
Jonathan Hood. Photo shoot fresh, looking like wealth. I'm about to call a paparazzi on myself. Uh. On ESPN 1000. You're listening to my man's and them, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Glad that you're aboard. We'll hear from Kendall Gill coming up at 9.15, the NBA vet from NBC Sports Chicago, on the big deal as Russell Westbrook is now a Houston Rocket. Mark Janowski works for NBC Sports Chicago, the Bulls anchor for their broadcast. We want to get his thoughts on what's going on here with this trade. Mark joins me, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Mark, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No problem, Jonathan. Never a dull night in the NBA. It's been a lot of fun this offseason. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, man. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the NFL wishes they had this kind of hype. It's just, <laughs> man. So when you heard that story, when it came across your phone, what was your initial reaction to Russell Westbrook now with the, thun- with the uh, Houston Rockets? Well, I knew Pat Riley in Miami was going big game hunting. So when I first heard that Westbrook had been traded, I just assumed it would be to the Heat. But the Heat had problems with being hard-capped and a big payroll, and they had no draft picks, so they really couldn't make it work. But, you know, a trade for Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook with a couple of draft picks thrown in, that, that's not something I expected. You know, Oklahoma City's gone nuts with trying to go back into this uh, this process of rebuilding. They've acquired eight first-round draft picks since draft night, but you have to think that Chris Paul's going to be on the move, too, before the season starts because he just doesn't fit with what they're doing down in Oklahoma City right now. I just didn't understand, and, and I was talking to Nick about this earlier. Mark, we, we continue to, in our NBA circles, trying to crown like the next genius until they accomplish something, right? I mean, so here is the Houston Rockets. They felt, well, you know, if Chris Paul's healthy, we can win the championship. So they, they paid through the nose for Chris Paul, an aging veteran, and so now you got you're saddled with this big deal. There's a disconnect between Harden and Paul, and now you had to trade him anyway. I just think Houston's doing anything they can to get the trophy, aren't they? Well, you know, Houston had their great opportunity last year when Kevin Durant went down in Game Five and it was a close game. They needed to win that game, go back home, and close it out. And there's just been a huge hangover that franchise because they know that they let a championship slip through their fingers. It was right there in front of them. And they couldn't close it out. Similar story a year ago when they had a lead going back to Houston and lost uh, Game Six and Game Seven of the Warriors. Houston is just uh, feeling like they're going to do anything they can, pull out any stop to try to get that one championship with James Harden there. Uh, their owner pretty much said as much when he talked to reporters right after they got eliminated that they're going to make they're going to be aggressive in, in the summer, try to make whatever trades they can to improve the roster. And we know that their GM Daryl Morey is always hunting for stars. And so he was certainly going to act once he heard Russell Westbrook was going to be available. I'm not sure if the, if the pairing of Westbrook and Harden is going to get them any closer than the pairing of Paul and Harden did. Obviously, Russell's younger. Uh, he's more dynamic. He can fill the statute in different ways. But, you know, those two guys are, are ball dominant. It's going to be interesting to see if Harden is going to be willing to work off the ball because that was what he was supposed to do with CP3. And a lot of times he would go back into his same old habit of pounding the ball for 15 seconds and then taking a contested three so where do you place uh, the the rockets amongst the best in the west because yes it is wide open we know the warriors are going through transition they're missing players so how so where do you place their talent versus others in the west yeah i think westbrook is certainly if you just look player for player certainly a, an upgrade over cp3 you could see that 
Chris Paul has slowed a bit in the last couple of years. He's been more susceptible to injury. And the one thing, whether you love Westbrook's game or not, the guy's durable. You know, he plays 80 games every year. Uh, he plays big minutes every night, and he's averaged triple-double the last three seasons. Um, I think that Houston is a better team than they were, you know, three hours ago. But are they the best team in the West? You know, it's going to take 82 games and, and uh, all the playoff rounds to decide that. The great thing about the NBA right now, and I know uh, all of us as fans can't wait for it to get started, is that you look, especially in the West, there's six or seven teams, Rockets included, feel like, hey, if we get a lucky break, you know, the ball bounces our way, we win a, a couple of close games in a playoff series, we could walk away holding the championship trophy. You know, you can, can include both L.A. teams, the Rockets, Denver, Utah, possibly Portland as well, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe even the Warriors if, if Clay Thompson could come back in, uh, in late February or early March. So there's a ton of teams think that they got a shot at this, and I think that's going to make for the most wide-open league we've seen in a long time. Did you mention the Spurs? Because the Spurs have an emeritus spot. doesn't matter. I mean, like, <laughs> they're just going to ha- have a spot. that Like, Pop will find a way, right? I don't know what the Spurs are doing anymore. You know, they're throwing <laughs> money at uh, Rudy Gay, and then Marcus Morris backs out of a deal. I think the Spurs' magic has kind of waned a little bit, you know. Uh, Pop is getting a little bit de- desperate trying to add veterans onto that team. I-, I I don't put them in that list of contenders. Pelicans. I love what the Pelicans did this off season, but you figure it's going to have to take them a while to grow up a little bit, you know. But when you consider what David Griffin's been able to do in a short span of time, and then they get you know JJ Redick, a, a knock- knockdown shooter, uh, right after the. Um, free agent market open. They make a trade for Derek Favors. It gives them a big guy inside. Uh, you know, they've got Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart uh, in, in the trade, Alonzo Ball in the trade for Anthony Davis. I like what they've done. I just don't think that they're in a position to continue. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season already. Because, and I know there's still one more because we've got to figure out where Chris Paul's going. I'm thinking, even with the, the crazy salary mark, I'm thinking, you know, the Lakers, and I'm thinking that if, even if you're how about this? You're close to Milwaukee. What do you think? What if the what if the Bucks kind of tapped into Chris Paul as a lead guard? That'd be an interesting thought. You know, if they want to roll the dice and, and really go for it, I mean, they've got they've got more draft picks they can send to Sam Presti, so that would be an option. And I wouldn't rule out uh, Riley getting involved. You know, he was in big for Westbrook. Maybe he just uh, takes the same packages and offer for him, and then sends it over to Oklahoma City to try to bring Chris Paul. So I would think. Miami's a team that could look at them. You know, the Knicks, with their collection of 20 power forwards, they could use a point guard. <laughs> you know, and you never count out the Knicks when it comes to making a questionable roster move. So, yeah, I, I would think that, that Milwaukee is, is an interesting one because they're they're close to a championship, and maybe they feel a guy like CP3 could take them over the top. And, you know, it's interesting. We've been talking, you know, for five, ten minutes. You haven't mentioned the Bulls once. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> because yeah, I, I, I follow you on Twitter, I, I, I get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, listen, hey, the mom and pop shop believes in their core, and that's that's fine, Mark. <laughs> listen, if if that's your belief, understand that the NBA is going, going getting past you. You don't you don't in 2019 you don't build through the draft and you don't slow play it. Look at teams doing whatever they can in a wide open NBA to get it done. And so it's about this core, it's about Otto Porter's contract and if you think that that's right, that's fine, but other teams will do whatever it takes in a wide open NBA to get it done. And the Bulls, well, they're still selling you the, you know, 5 and 10 cent candy if you want it on the corner. <laughs> well, the thing that's frightening right now is they're still operating under the old game where you try to uh Clear your roster out for cap space, thinking, uh, well, 2021, look at this, Paul George and Giannis are going to be free agents. It doesn't work that way anymore. You know, the cap space is nice, but 
when we see all the deals that have been made since the end of the season, teams that are creative and can get a couple of stars to want to join forces, they just find a way to get it done. The cap space, you know, that's almost an outdated concept. It just doesn't work anymore. You've got to be in a situation where you have an attractive group with or where the players respect your front office and your head coaching staff and, and everything else, and then and then you can swing a deal. It's all it's all about deal making now. You're not you're not signing one guy as a free agent. It seems like everybody's got to have a tandem, a best friend who's going to come along. And you know the old way of doing business uh, just doesn't work anymore. As always, my friend, I appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on the show. All right, Jay Hood, a lot of fun. Appreciate it. All right, it is Mark Janowski from NBC Sports Chicago with us here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Let's pause now for station identification. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, live from the first.